Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the sixth Sunday of the Blessed Pentecost, my beloved, and the church reads for us the Gospel from John 16. And the theme of the week was the last passage, the last part of the verse, where the Lord says, In the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. When he says the, the world, the world here is the place where Satan has his influence, here in the world that we live in. And as we mentioned last week, Satan is the is the liar and the father of all liars. So when the Lord says, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world, he says, the lies in the world I have defeated by coming into the world, him being the truth, him being the truth. Today we'll speak about, uh, we'll continue our discussion about lying, and we'll speak about overcoming the deadly sin of lying with honesty. Um, for the sake of time, I won't repeat all of the points we mentioned last week, but last week we spoke about the types of lies, the different types of lies, and the dangers of lying in, uh, in general. God willing, today we'll speak about a few points about why is it that we lie, and then how can we uh, overcome the sin of lying in our life. Why is it that we lie? There are many reasons why we might lie. Number one is some people will lie out of fear. Fear of many things. It can take many forms. Fear of punishment, fear perhaps of retaliation, fear of failure. Just fear in general, we can lie because there's something we're scared of and I don't want this to be known. If you remember again St. Peter, when he was questioned whether he has uh, any relationship or he knows the Lord Jesus, he denied him three times, not because you know of anything but fear. He was scared that if he says yes, then what's happening to the Lord will happen to him. And in a moment of weakness, he lied, right? But then as we know, after this, he wept bitterly and he repented. So we can lie out of fear. We can also lie out of greed, out of greed. Sometimes, uh, particularly the greed of money, but it can be uh, any form of greed. Um, for example, in some line of work, they actually teach their employees how to lie to make more money because, you know, of, the, of greed, wanting to make more money. Um, uh, and they'll say, okay, they'll teach you, for example, how to sell a product that is broken or used as if it's new, right? So all these are kind of like deceptions to lie to the customer to make, you know, uh, more money. There's also we sin for ambition, uh, uh, ambition for position or influence. So I might lie, for example, and uh, fabricate a story about a coworker so they are not qualified for the promotion, and I'm the only one left that seems to be the sensible um, person for the job. I might lie um, to get a job in, in the beginning. If I have my resume or my CV, I'll put, you know, I'll, uh, I'll elaborate things on there, embellish things to make it look good, as if, you know, I mastered these things, but I really didn't. So again, I'm lying to get a position or a job. Or some also will lie um, to cover a sin, and this perhaps maybe is the most common. As we mentioned last week, lies breed lies. You know, lies give birth to lies. So I begin the lie, and then once I feel like the lie might be figured out, then I need to make another lie to cover the first lie. And it starts this never-ending cycle of lying until I fabricated this long story and this big story, which actually isn't true to begin with, but I've made it as if this is the reality. Um, 
if you remember when the Lord Christ uh, rose from the dead and they came back and told uh, the soldiers came back and told the Jewish leaders that the body is no longer there. Do you remember what they said? The first thing, they didn't do their job. So in order to cover up their, their responsibility for not doing their job correctly, they said, okay, then we'll just pay you money. And if anybody asks you what happened, just say somebody stole the body. Again, a lie. So the sin is covering, is covered by another sin or another lie. Some might also lie to establish control over a situation. And the idea here is what? If I can manipulate the information in my favor, thus I can potentially influence a person's perceptions or actions. So if I can make up a story and make the person in front of me believe this, then I feel like I have a sense of control of this person's belief and actions and so on. And this, this is again, I'm lying. Again, for what reason? To gain control. And this is part of the ego in humanity, right? Of wanting this kind of control. When Eve, you know, fell into sin, the idea was what? When he said that if you eat of this, you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. The idea is what? You'll have control like God will have control, right? So sometimes we'll lie to establish control over a situation. If I can jog your memory uh, to the story when uh, Jacob was going to get the blessing from his father Isaac. Of course, the elder Esau should have gotten the blessing. And uh, and it was told, Rebecca, that um, Jacob would be the one who would have the blessing. So rather than allowing God to work things out himself, she schemed this deception, this lie. She dressed her son in like a, uh, a hair, you know, so that when his father, who couldn't see well, touches him, he feels Esau. And even the point where uh, Isaac said, I feel Esau, but I, I hear Jacob, right? And they said, no, be assured, this is your son Esau. So again, it was a big lie. Why? So she can have control over the situation and get the blessing by deception. And Jacob paid for this handsomely for the rest of his life. He was deceived over and over again by Laban and his own uh, children. Also, we might lie to maintain uh, privacy. And in this, in this situation, perhaps, you know, um, this is maybe another very common one, but one that doesn't need to be, you know, we can be uh, more careful about this one. Um, it's best not to answer. As I mentioned before, not every question that's, a- that's asked you, you have to answer. Right. You can simply say, I don't want to answer. I don't want to talk about it. Right. Instead of lying and making up another story, I can just say, I don't want to or I don't want to talk about it. Um, But answer with clear limits without uh, trying to lie. And you'll find sometimes you will fall in this. But if you fall in this, we need to take a minute to think about what I said was a lie. And how can I rephrase this next time? So if somebody asks me the same thing, I won't have to lie. I'll say the truth. But, you know. I'll leave out portions or I'll say this is the end of where I want to reveal. Uh, the last reason perhaps we lie is to avoid uh, embarrassment or to save face. I don't want to be embarrassed, so I just lie. So I appear to be better than perhaps I am in front of my friends, colleagues, or the people that I'm surrounded with. There's a great value, my beloved, in being honest. In being honest. The honest person is a transparent person. You know? 
Um, and as I mentioned before, living on the internet and the social life, you know, encourages us to live a virtual life and create this kind of avatar that we make for ourselves as, as a lie. It's basically a lie. And I try to live as this kind of fake figure that I've created online. But the person who is truthful is very transparent. What you see is what you get. And even though it's not maybe the prettiest version, but it's truly you. And it's really only here where we can begin to grow and have true meaning, you know, relationships. All relationships, my beloved, are founded on the, the virtue of honesty. If you can't, you can't have a real honest relationship with somebody who's not honest. If they're always lying, then there's really no relationship. It's a fake one, right? Um, also the honest person is the person who is pure of heart. There's no ulterior motives. As his heart is, this is whom he or she presents herself or himself to be. So honesty is a, is a virtue and is really a, a godly characteristic. And without it, we will not be like um, of those who are in the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall what? They shall see God. So how is it that we can overcome this sin of lying and live an honest life? We mentioned last week the first point was to be precise in our words. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. The second point is to purify your inner self, to work on purifying the inside. One of the reasons the Lord uh, rebuked the, the, the Pharisees was because of their hypocrisy. And hypocrisy is basically like acting. They're acting to be one way, but they were truly another way. So he rebuked them and said what? Blind Pharisees first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish and the, that the outside may be made clean also. So before we, you know, say something to a friend or a colleague or post something online to make myself look better than I really am, I need to ask myself, is this really who I am? And if it's not who I am, refrain or remove it if you've already posted it. Remove it. The only way really we'll have sincere and meaningful friendships and relationships is when we are honest. There was a story of um, a young monk who was serving an elder monk. And many people would come and visit this elder monk and take his blessing. So the monk, the elder monk was tired and he said, I'm going to go in to my uh, cell and just if the people come, just, you know, seat them. I'm going to go sleep for a little bit and then, you know, I'll come out. So the monk's sitting there, the younger monk, and he's thinking to himself, okay, these people are going to come. I see this elder monk who's like a figure in the desert and they're going to come and I'm going to tell him he's sleeping. No, no, I'm not going to tell him he's sleeping. I'm going to tell him what? Right? He's praying. Right? He has to be, can't sleep. If he's a monk, he can't sleep. So the people are coming. He says, you know, just wait here a minute. Uh, our father is, uh, is praying inside. So he kept doing this. And then the elder monk woke up and he heard them say, say this to the people. So he went outside and he rebuked him and told them, you know, why are you telling them that I was praying? I wasn't praying. I was sleeping, actually. I was sleeping, you know, sleeping inside. Why? He doesn't want them to think of him better than he really is, right? But sometimes, Yanni, we want people to think of us better than we really are. Listen to what St. Paul says himself. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he says, For I will speak the truth, but I refrain lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me to be or hears from me. He doesn't want people to think of him better than he really is. But he's going to speak the truth so that people see him for what he really is. Because at the end of the day, what people judge of me means nothing, 
And even what I judge of myself means nothing because God is the one who judges. Purify the inner self. Number three is confess the lie. When we come before our Father of Confession, sometimes we can simply say, I lied. And yes, okay, I've lied. But typically, a sin that is carefully exposed is one that is more easily cured. A sin that is carefully exposed is more easily uh, cured. So I can come and say, you know, I, I, I lied. Okay, خلاص, I lied. But then you can say, Abuna, I exaggerated a story more than I should have. Or Abuna, I, I, um, I witnessed falsely against someone. They didn't really do something, but I really said that they really did it. Sir, what am I doing? I'm being particular about what it is, the lie that I committed. Why? Because then if I'm, I'm particular, it can easily be cured. But when we say, oh, Abuna, I lied. Abuna says, God absolve you. And we go on. That was easy. I lied and I move on. Next time I come and confess, I'm going to say the same thing. But the person who's searching his heart, wanting to uh, cleanse it thoroughly, will be very particular about uh, the sin they commit. This is why in, uh, in Ephesians chapter 5, St. Paul tells us, have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Exposing them will lead to their eradication and our healing. Uh, the fourth way in which we can overcome lies is to remind ourselves of the severity of this sin. Um, and again, we spoke about this, but I need to remind myself that Satan is the father of all liars. And if I call myself a child of God, but then yet I'm still enjoying or I'm lying like this, then I actually align myself as being a child of Satan, right? Is this really what I want to be associated, who I want to be associated with? I have to ask ourselves this. Um, and sometimes we'll say, uh, well, it was harmless. There's no sin that's harmless. It might seem harmless because nobody was injured or there was no catastrophe that happened afterwards. But the small lie will one day lead to a catastrophe, whether in this world or the world to come. This is why in uh, Psalm 5, the psalmist says, you shall destroy those who speak falsehood. God shall destroy those who speak falsehood. Just remember this verse. Remember that the sin is a sin of grave severity. Um, number five, we can consider the long-term effect of lying. Uh, again, usually when we lie, we just think of the immediate, the short-term, the now. And even we might say the long term, if I said this thing, it won't even affect anything in the long term. But just, but what ends up happening is I develop a habit of lying. All these quote unquote, as we say, white lies, I'll begin this habit, okay, I just say and fabricate a story. I had somebody come once in, con, uh, in confession and was telling me, Buna, uh, I feel like I'm lying all the time. So I, was, I asked him, okay, about how? He's like, Buna, it's gotten to the point where somebody, Asked me my name, and I made up a name. The Daragedi. He couldn't even say his name because he thought the person had an ulterior motive, so he made up an alias name. And didn't even tell him his name. He was just asking his name. Right? This can, this can be very bad to this point where every word that comes out of my mouth is some kind of lie. And this ends up being something that's very stressful on an individual. So we need to consider the long-term effects of lying uh, in general.
Also, we need to understand that lying increases stress. One of the church fathers, Tertullian, he says the following. He says, The character of the soul is its commitment. By the choices we make and the values we embrace, we shape our own destiny. Truth is the soul's sustenance. Falsehood, its poison. Let truth be your guiding principle, for lying disrupts the harmony of the soul. Lying disrupts the harmony of the soul. It is very true. You'll find when you're, when you lie, you're looking around you. But when I say the truth, I have no need to look around. You know what it's like? It's like you're driving down the road, you see the sign that says it's the 45 speed limit, and you're going 60. Why? And you're, when you're going 60, you're looking around for what? The Mr. Police Officer, right? But if I'm going 40 in a 45, no problem. Well, unless the people are passing by me, no problem, right? So when we lie, I mean, when we tell the truth, you're awake. When we're honest, okay? I know the kids are good with memes, so don't, don't cut this out or anything, okay? Don't want to see this. I'll track you. I will find you. <laughs> the last point is being faithfully honest being faithfully honest uh, to be honest at all costs I know sometimes we calculate being honest might cost me um, maybe uh, a discussion I don't want to have a potential fight with a spouse or a co-worker but let's choose to be honest at all costs and believe me you'll find the end result will be in your favor because I'm trying to be transparent and I'm trying to be honest. There was once a child who came, a young child, uh, and he came late to be dressed as a deacon. Uh, and I know, Yanni, his parents aren't the early comers, Yanni. If I asked the child, uh, and I was gonna, I was gonna like bless the tunya for him because I know his parents make him late. If I asked the child, Habibi, Yanni, are you late because mom and baba didn't uh, bring you early? You know what he told me? If I, you know, if he says yes, then I would bless the tunya for him. But he came and said, no, no, when I woke up late, that's why I'm late. It's very honest, right? If he says, yes, mom, baba may be late, I bless the Tony for him, and I'll let him dress. This is a rule of thumb, by the way. For this kid, I was going to make, I was going to allow, allow him. But he says, no, when I woke up late. So look at the pure heart. He came telling the truth, even though the truth may sometimes hurt him. He wanted to come dress as a deacon, and because he told the truth, he wasn't able to dress as a deacon. But you know what? This is far more valuable lesson than him lying and dressing as a deacon. He took the blessing of not dressing as a deacon because of his honesty. Right? So he was able to be honest at all costs. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen.